0: Welcome to Live Yes with Arthritis, a podcast from the Arthritis Foundation featuring conversations with experts. You may have arthritis, but it doesn't have you. We'll help you push back on all the times you've heard no. We'll help you say yes to your challenges, whatever they are. We'll cover all kinds of topics about managing and controlling your arthritis. Our hosts are Rebecca and Julie, who live with arthritis every day. Let's hear what they have to say.
1: Thanks for joining the Live Yes with Arthritis podcast. I'm your host, Rebecca. And I'm Julie. And we'll be bringing you a series of conversations with experts about hot topics in the arthritis community. We are so excited to talk with you about the things that are important to patients like us. Today's topic is on CBD with our expert, Dr. Kevin Banke.
2: Rebecca and I both work at the Arthritis Foundation and we believe so fiercely in our mission because we are patients
1: ourselves. When I was 26, I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis and the first two years were such a struggle for me until I learned how to manage my RA better on a daily basis. It made such a difference for me that I wish I had learned more early on in my diagnosis. So I went back to grad school and I became an occupational therapist to help others like me. Getting connected with the Arthritis Foundation and being a volunteer has allowed me to meet so many people like me who just get it. 18 years, hundreds of injections later, and 14 surgeries later, I'm happy to be working at the Arthritis Foundation to educate and raise awareness about what it's like living with arthritis. That's where I also met Julie doing advocacy work. Absolutely.
2: Arthritis has been a constant in my life since the first grade. Like Rebecca, I've been living with arthritis for 18 years, and I like to joke that my arthritis is officially old enough to vote. (laughs) There have been so many ups and downs in my JIA story, from my worst days when I needed an ambulatory wheelchair to get around school, to my most resilient ones, where I found myself pedaling my bicycle 525 miles down the California coast. Amazing. Thank you. The Arthritis Foundation has been a source of support and community for me and so many others like me, and I've gotten a platform to learn the value of sharing my story. One of my favorite things about the Arthritis Foundation is our mission to listen and respond to patients, their needs, and their questions. And lately, we've been hearing from patients all across the country with questions about managing their pain with alternative therapies like CBD.
1: CBD is all the rage lately. It's a multi-billion dollar business. In fact, according to recent projections, CBD sales in the U.S. are expected to explode, surpassing $24 billion by just 2024. I know. It seems as if it's
2: an Everything I've seen it everywhere, from lotions and beauty products to teas and even in cappuccinos at local coffee shops.
1: Well, I saw an ad for CBD-infused pizza. No, pizza? <laughs> yeah, pizza. Isn't that funny? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I, I live in Colorado, oh, so... You right. Know, yeah. So, anyway, the regulations are just different in every state. <laughs> of course. And patients want to know what they should know about CBD.
2: It's why the Arthritis Foundation ran a survey earlier this year of more than 2,600 arthritis patients, all with different disease types, about their perspectives on CBD. We were really impressed by many of the things that we learned, especially the fact that 79% of respondents have either tried CBD themselves or are interested in trying it to treat their arthritis symptoms.
1: Yeah, the data was so compelling that we actually had to get the word out. We sent a letter to the FDA calling for more studies into the clinical effectiveness of CBD and more regulation to guide patient use. So we then took our data to the experts, including Dr. Banky, our amazing guest today, who helped us to develop the first ever patient consumer guidance for people curious about using CBD to treat their arthritis.
2: Hello, Dr. Benke. Thank you for joining our podcast. We're so excited to have you as our first guest on the show.
3: I'm excited to be here.
2: Dr. Kevin Benke from the University of Michigan is a research investigator in the Department of Anesthesiology and the Chronic Pain and Fatigue Research Center. He currently leads several studies examining the effects of cannabis and cannabinoids on chronic
1: pain. It must be pretty exciting to be researching CBD at the moment when it's exploding in the public's attention.
3: It has been a pleasure to uh, work with the Arthritis Foundation on the guidance documents and also to just be getting a better sense of what people are doing when it comes to CBD and how it interacts with pain and arthritis and the opioid crisis.
2: For our listeners, can you take us back to the beginning and tell us a little bit more about the basics?
3: Absolutely. Cannabis is the plant from which CBD and actually many other cannabinoids and compounds are derived from. People think of that as marijuana. THC is what people typically think of when they think of cannabis. It's what causes uh, the intoxication and psychoactivity associated with the cannabis high. But in contrast, CBD seems to act a lot differently. It's non-intoxicating. In 2018, the FDA approved the first CBD-based drug. There's now so much CBD on the market and all over the place that, you know, it's difficult to know where the the hype ends and the truth begins.
1: Yeah, it's true. And I think that's why we're focusing our conversation today on CBD, so we can have you help us dispel some of those myths.
2: Navigate Um, the hype versus reality.
1: (laughs) Can you tell me a little
2: bit more about some of the evidence behind CBD's benefits for arthritis inflammation?
3: I, I will just couch this by saying there's a lot of unknown. It interacts with many, many different systems in the body. It also seems to have pretty significant anti-inflammatory effects. Most of this demonstrated in preclinical models, though. So in like mice, one of the big things that's happening now is trying to translate that stuff that's been done in animals into human populations.
1: So one of the things that I really struggle with, I have rheumatoid arthritis, is sleep. Painsomnia is what I call it. Yeah. <laughs> I also have difficulty with fatigue and anxiety. Uh, does it help with these types of symptoms to take CBD?
3: Surveys that have been done, including the one by the Arthritis Foundation, did find that many people use CBD for sleep, for anxiety, for pain, and that many said that they found it helped.
1: So if I'm having a tough night sleeping and I take some CBD, it may or may not help me. But from what I understand, the benefit is when you take it regularly. Is that right?
3: Inflammation takes a long time to dial up and consequently often a long time to dial down. I I wish I had a better answer. No,
2: that's (laughs) a a great answer. answer. So thinking anecdotally then, do you think it's possible that people are experiencing a placebo effect or do you think that it's the real deal?
3: I think it could be both. Wow. So with something like this, like CBD, which has all of this hype and all these expectancy effects surrounding it, people being like, yeah, this is, you know, this is the wellness product that's going to revolutionize your life.
2: Yeah, as a patient myself, I think I'll take a yes and to a placebo effect any day. If it's going to help me manage my symptoms, I am all in.
1: Yeah, me too. I'm, <laughs> I'm willing to try anything to, yeah, right? to make sure that I don't have pain. How do I know if the CBD is actually helping me and not another ingredient in my CBD product?
3: Because it's a largely unregulated space, there are so many people selling products where either they might not even say how much is in there, or it could be inaccurately labeled. So, how do you know if it's working? Well, the best you can do is you know track your symptoms and be methodical about that before starting CBD, getting a sense of what your baseline uh, looks like, and then being like, okay, I want to take CBD for pain, or I want to take it for sleep, and then. Doing a daily log to to see what kind of effects you're noticing, and if if it's positive, well, fantastic. You might have figured out a medication add-on that works for you. And if not, then, you know, it's possible that it's not working. We think that it makes sense for people to do this with their physician as much as possible. That opens up a uh, nice entry point into the conversation of. know I would like better symptom management and these are some ways that I'm trying to do it and the physician might have some good advice about what symptoms might be most important or what kind of instruments to use and all that kind of stuff so yeah I think just being as systematic as possible and then trying to find a product that you know as like as best as possible that it has what it says in it and it doesn't have contaminants that that will be your best way of figuring out if what you're doing is working and if it's safe as well.
1: Yeah, and that makes sense. I'm actually an occupational therapist, Dr. Banke. One of the things I always teach patients is that if you're gonna try something new to manage your pain, one, log it, but two, don't try multiple new things at the same time.
2: The Arthritis Foundation has some really amazing resources to make that a tangible thing for patients. Check out our show notes and you can see the Breaking the Pain Chain Guide to helping you log your pain, log what you're doing to help, and see how you can control this new substance if you choose to layer it in. I'm wondering, would you be down for a rapid fire? I ask you the type of CBD product and you tell me how a patient should use it. Rapid fire question, rapid fire response.
3: (laughs) Sure. Give it a shot.
2: Awesome. All right. I'm going to go first with tinctures. How do you use it? When you would use it? And the type of pain it would be best for.
3: So for tincture, you would take drops of it in the mouth for a faster relief pain, for breakthrough pain.
1: And how long do you leave it under your tongue again?
3: Uh, Usually one to two minutes.
1: Awesome. How should I vape?
3: At this point, uh, I would suggest not vaping.
2: Okay, perfect. No more questions on vaping. How should I use an edible?
3: (laughs) I would suggest using an edible uh, as you would an extended release pain medication. So taking, say, twice a day, morning and evening, ideally in a pill form opposed to a gummy or something that contains sugar.
2: How should I use a topical treatment and what type of pain should I use that for?
3: I would suggest using a topical for some localized pain on an elbow or a superficial joint like the knuckles. There's not really any kind of dose associated with that. You just rub it on.
2: Awesome. Thank you. That was very helpful. Thinking about different types of arthritis, osteoarthritis sounds like it might really benefit from a topical versus maybe some autoimmune forms of arthritis that might really benefit from some of those more edible or tincture versions.
3: I think that's an accurate thing to say. There is so much hype around this. I, would, I always couch this by saying, you know, this is our best guess based on what we know about the, the roots of administration and the mechanisms of action. But I think it's just really important to, you know, even be willing to engage in this conversation because if physicians are unwilling to do it with their patients, then their patients will go out and get information from who knows where.
1: We have a lot of healthcare providers who approached the Arthritis Foundation saying, help us out. Our patients are coming in and they're talking about CBD and we don't know what to tell them. And so I've heard a lot of thank yous in the community about the guidance. So we really appreciate your role in it.
3: Well, I'm delighted to have been a part of it. I'm, I'm just glad that uh, that it seems to be working out.
1: A lot of people just like me, who have infusions or do injections toward the time when it's close to being due for another one, you can feel your symptoms coming on more. Mm -hmm. Is there one form that you think is better to serve as what we were calling like a bridge to get me to that next infusion? Mm -hmm. Would a tincture be better or would a a local transdermal topical or would would an edible suffice? what are your suggestions?
3: You know, this is this is a really, really interesting question. It's just going to be, to a certain extent, based on what we know about CBD, it can't really be based on any clinical trials. I think there's the question of does it make sense to simply be taking CBD, like if you're taking it for inflammation, which it sounds like this that's the context in which this is happening, instead of just saying, okay, I'm gonna take one edible once, it might make more sense to be like, okay, I know that I always have you know, this tough week, and maybe in preparation for it, I should consider taking some CBD the week before that begins, and then take it throughout that week and see if it's possible that that is helpful during that time. And if it is, fantastic, and if it's not, then you can think about modulating dose or modulating the administration routes or whatever it might be. What I and others have suggested is starting out with those long acting forms, the edibles or the pills twice a day. And then if if there is a need to take additional CBD products throughout the day, then using a tincture topical as needed. So I would just suggest applying that exact same paradigm, but just being mindful of noticing when the symptoms start up.
1: That's a good way to start low and go slow, as we say, right? Exactly. Let's talk about how do we shop smart for CBD? What about the quality? What should I look for when I'm shopping?
3: Look for a product that is third-party independently tested, both for amount of CBD and active ingredients in the product, but also for contaminants like pesticides, pesticides, solvents that can come through in the extraction process, and perhaps most importantly, heavy metals, because cannabis and hemp can actually pull heavy metals out of the soil.
2: Right. And that's one of the reasons that the Arthritis Foundation reached out to the FDA to encourage the FDA to regulate and put a stake in the ground around what is a good CBD product and what is
3: not. We want people to have access to safe stuff, but we also want these manufacturers to be doing their jobs and to, you know, make sure that the people who are just trying to profit off this hype are not doing so in a way that uh, damages the people who they're selling their products to.
2: What I want to know is, what are some of the specific considerations that arthritis patients should think about when adding CBD into their treatment regimen, for example? can CBD replace some of their other medications or is it an additive type of therapy?
3: I think it's important to consider it as an additive type of therapy at this point in time, especially when you're considering disease-modifying drugs or things of that nature. You don't want to stop taking those just because you've started taking CBD. I think it's so important to you know work with one's physician because some people who have arthritis are taking both those disease-modifying drugs, but they also might be taking NSAIDs or they might be taking opioids or they might be taking, you know, fill in the blank. Right. Something that we've seen in a lot of survey studies is that people who use cannabis, um, both CBD dominant or not, say that they modify their use of other medications. But I think it's really important if people want to do that, to first say to their physician, hey, I don't like the side effects of my opioid or you know whatever it is, and, I'm, and I would like to taper off of it. And then also I'm going to be using CBD. Those don't have to necessarily be linked. So I think it's just important to have that clear conversation with one's physician.
1: Well, it is so important to talk to your doctor, especially because there are some drugs that could interact with CBD that, that a lot of people on arthritis might be
3: on. And also just know what your goals of trying CBD are. Like if the goal is to, you know, completely go off all your medications and just be a CBD only person, then maybe that's not a realistic goal. But if the goal is I'd like a little bit better inflammation control or like a little bit of help with anxiety as it relates to sleep or something like that, that's a much more tangible thing that could, you know, be built on incrementally. And one of the things that I have the most concerns about when it comes to CBD or cannabis is so many people often think of these as a panacea and that, you know, they can use these products to treat everything that ails them. And my view is it's a tool in the toolbox. It likely has some value in some people. It won't be helpful for everyone. And what we certainly cannot do is give up all the other critical self-care components, you know, physical exercise, uh, diet, working on sleep hygiene, etc., that are so critical to being healthy.
1: Now you're talking my language, you sound like an OT. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I
2: also appreciated when you said that setting realistic goals for yourself as a patient is important. And I have a question now, and I think it's more for Rebecca. If you were going to talk to your doctor about adding CBD into your life, how
1: would you go about that conversation? What would you say? Well, it's funny you ask that, because actually, I just asked her last week. (laughs) Oh, perfect. (laughs) I said, what do you think about me trying CBD as a bridge? And she said. I think it's a great idea. She said, I think you should try it and let's see how it goes. She didn't. We talked about whether or not there were any contraindications right. based on anything else I'm on. So, yeah. She said, try the topical. And if you do the tincture, you know, she looked at one that was definitely certified by right. a third party. It's not something that's cheap, you know, it can be expensive. I think the one that we found was about $60 for a how? tincture.
2: Wow. I am just building a new relationship with my rheumatologist. I've moved to a new city recently, and I'm starting out kind of having these conversations with her. Um, And one of the things that's helpful for me is bringing paper to remember what I should say, how I should say it, writing down my questions. Do you think I could bring in the consumer guidance that the Arthritis Foundation printed out to my doctor's office and say, hey, what do you think of this? Is this something I could try?
3: You know, writing down your questions and that kind of stuff is incredibly important because, you know, it's kind of a it's a fast interaction a lot of times with your physician. So you don't want to miss anything.
2: Absolutely. The point you're making is well taken that the conversation can go differently anywhere you go with this product. And so it's important to find a doctor that you can have an open and honest conversation like the one that Rebecca had so that you can manage your care and feel that trust relationship really start to build. Dr. Benke, I do have a burning question for you that I know a lot of patients think about and wonder about. If I take CBD and add it into my care regimen, am I going to fail a drug test?
3: You know, that you've asked definitely a burning question. <laughs> the way that laws are changing in terms of access and availability to cannabis and CBD, it's changing so quickly. Everybody's head is spinning. Different states do things differently. So I would encourage people to, you know, look up what the laws are in their own state. There's no straight answer at this point. The better homework you do beforehand in terms of knowing what products you buy and what kind of regulations and standards there are in place otherwise, then, you know, the better off you will be.
1: What about traveling with it? Can I take my products with me?
3: So I would say the thing that you could consider doing is just looking up where you're going and how long you're going to be there. And if you think it's worth buying some product to be delivered to because you can buy a lot of these things online. So if if you've found a product that works for you and you can purchase it online, you could always buy it and have it delivered to whatever whatever place you're going.
1: Thanks so much, Dr. Banky, for all of your insight on CBD and also, again, for helping us develop the consumer guidance for CBD for adults with arthritis.
3: Oh, you're welcome. It's a lot of fun to help with that and to interact with all of you. And yeah.
1: Yeah, it's been just such
2: a pleasure to have you as our first ever guest on our Live Yes with Arthritis podcast. I have learned so much. If you had to send everybody off with just your key takeaways, what are the things that you want patients to know most about CBD and arthritis?
3: So at this point, from what we know about CBD, it's quite well tolerated and safe in most patient populations. I think it's really important to not smoke or vaporize CBD, especially when it's possible to take it as tinctures, edibles, or topicals. And I think it's really important to go with a harm reduction approach. So in a start low and going slow, I think that there's a lot of promise for cbd to be helpful for people with arthritis and the more that we view it in a thoughtful and judicious way as a tool opposed to as a panacea i think the more useful information we will be gleaning about this i think they should do it with the support of their physician they should do go about it systematically and judiciously and they should manage their expectations around what it might offer them
1: well, thank you for that, Dr. Banky. If patients want more details on some guidance, they can refer to the CBD guidance for adults with arthritis on our website. There was so much great information you shared with us today. We really appreciate you joining us for our first podcast.
3: Well, thank you so much for having me.
1: If you have any
2: questions, our show notes have all the details and more. So stay tuned for more hot topics coming up for our community soon.
0: Thank you for joining us for the Live Yes with Arthritis podcast, brought to you by the trusted experts of the Arthritis Foundation. We're bringing together leaders in the arthritis community. You may have arthritis, but it doesn't have you. Go to our website at arthritis.org slash liveyespodcast. We'll bring you up to speed and help you live your best life. Tune in to the conversation.